tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high quality and Torytainment for you. Good morning. Hello, Liverpool. Hello, Liverpoolians. This is Efren Jr. This is Tour All Night pre-show for Liverpool. Now, you have to understand how difficult it is to do a post-show and talk to the people when you're not actually at the venue. So I think, I think what I'm going to do is ignore that fact. I'm not doing post-shows anymore. If I'm not at the venue, it's very difficult. And I hate compromising people's time. Like the best time to capture a thought or to capture a vibe or capture a feeling is is directly outside of the venue. It's like coming out of the venue, you're still on that high. Most of you won't say anything bad or anything negative. You know, we're in a zone together. So that's when I, that's why I do it then. I don't wait till we go to the bar and then get drunk and then go back to our hotel and then try to do it then, do I? No, but that's what I have to do when all of you wonderful people on the road are, uh, you know, you're out there, you're living your lives, you're enjoying your tour and I hate to come in the way of that. And so therefore... I have to accept the fact that when I'm not at the venue, it's nearly impossible for me to do a a post-show. So luckily, though, tonight's the last night that I'm not at a venue. I'm actually, I'm I'm pre-recording this one because I'm probably in the air right now, not just levitating, not just feeling the word of Jesus Christ, feel the word, feel it. No, not just that. I'm actually flying. I'm probably... Like, if you look up, I'm there I am. There I will always be. <laughs> I'm going to be in England today, and I could ostensibly go to Liverpool. But, you know, there's just some things. Like, there's this band that my boyfriend likes who they're a really obscure band, but and they're from the 80s, and, like, nobody knows them. I've talked to other people about them, and, like, not that many people know them. I mean, they're, they're well-hidden. They're not bad, but they're well-hidden. And they're doing a reunion show tonight here in London. So <laughs> I couldn't, I mean, we have to go to that, obviously. And then we're going to, gonna, we're going to be in Cambridge tomorrow. So please say hi. I just got my batch of stickers from the sticker guy. And Reggie Doherty designed a wonderful sticker and we printed them. So it's a collab. It's our first costume collaboration. <laughs> so if you see me on the road and you want a sticker, you have to say something on the show. You have to talk to me after the show before the show at some point you have to capture your thoughts and then you get a sticker that's the way to do it and i have a lot of them so you can talk to me multiple times get multiple stickers for all your friends who are shy and don't want to talk you see how that works but i can't like oh it is very early right now i just got you know i just got home from an event that is the reason that I couldn't do these first shows because I had scheduled, I made the schedule so that this event would happen on this day and then I'd be ready to go for the first show in Brussels. But then she added a bunch on the front end. So I couldn't, I couldn't then change the schedule. So that's the story. But we're here to talk about what happened last night in Dublin. This is the set list for y'all. And I'm telling you, I've, I can't recall a time where I've been this excited about the set lists. Like, what the hell is she going to pull out next? Because she opened last night's show, Dublin 2, March 29th at the Olympia. She opened the show with Cornflake Girl. I can't, off the top of my head, think of a single time that's ever happened. I'm sure, I'm sure it has. Maybe? Um, maybe not. Probably not. And what? I can't imagine the jaws. <laughs> the jaws on the floor at that time. 
starting the show with Cornflake Girl, then immediately into Ocean to Ocean, which has kept the same spot every night for this tour. It's the second song, so that's disqualified. And so is Cornflake Girl. And so is Edition of Light Divided. Those are your three disqualified songs. Let's just get uh, let's just get to it. So Cornflake Girl, then Ocean to Ocean, Caudalite Sneeze, Into Don't Make Me Come to Vegas. Donut Song and Curtain Call. And I'm telling you, all of those, maybe with the exception of Don't Make Me Come to Vegas, are in my top 20. Absolutely. Cornflake, well, except for Cornflake Girl. That's like, you know, it's everyone's number. I mean, it's like, the, that's the, that's the, that's the, what is, what do you call it? That's like the, that's, that's her Vogue. You know what I'm saying? That's her Vogue. You can't put it in your top 20, but it is already at the number one spot. It's like without that song, you don't have a show. But yeah. Codlite Sneeze, Donut Song, Curtain Call. I love this set list. Then the guys go away and she does a solo time with Three Babies, which is a Sinead O'Connor song, which we'll play a little of here or later. No, Oliver, hold it. Don't roll it. Oliver, don't roll it. Um, we'll do that later. Then Your Cloud, Sweet Sangria. I'm still into it. Addition of Light Divided. Playboy Mommy, and ending the main set with Tear in Your Hand. Encore, two-song encore for Metal Water Wood and Beauty of Speed. So that was the show last night in Dublin. And you know what? I'm here for it. This, I don't know if you're following, if you're on Twitter and you're not following Jerry, Skektek the Scientist, you can follow him to look at his chart at Skektek, S-K-E-K-T-E-K. And he's got this like uh, chart where he's doing all the set lists and how they like link to each other. And yes, and then he's going to sell it on Etsy at the end and I'm buying it. Um, <laughs> can I buy two copies, please, Skektek? Jerry, Jerry, I want two copies, one for myself and one to give away on the show. Oh, maybe that should be the Wills and Wants merch. Oh, my God. Like the tour winners merch? Um, maybe. We'll see. Anyway, so, uh-oh. Oh, no, the worst thing's happened. My shorts drawstring has gone into the hole. <laughs> it's gone into its protective hood. It's gone in. Okay, I can't deal with that now and still maintain what I was doing. Okay, anyway... I'm very excited to get out and talk to people because right now I'm just talking in the dark to you and you're not talking back. So the disqualified songs today are Addition of Light Divided, well, for Liverpool, I mean. The disqualified songs for Liverpool are Addition of Light Divided, Ocean to Ocean, and Cornflake Girl. And you know what? Tori Amos has skated around. She's skated around these things because I, I have a three performance rule. Once something's been performed three times, then it becomes a tour, like, depends on the ratio of how many shows there are. But usually, usually it's much more concrete than this. Usually, like, at least the opener is the same, and we can disqualify that. But all of the songs she's used as the opener, except for Cornflake Girl, obviously, but God and Bouncing, we can't disqualify those yet because Bouncing's only been played once, and God has only been played twice. So I can't really, in good faith, disqualify. And it makes the game a little bit more interesting, right? So... Um, there's nothing else disqualified except for those three. And then I would like to read you what Brandon Valenzio, the dear, lovely Halo 18 across all platforms, consistent branding. We love it, Brandon. Brandon's branding. We have Brandon's stats. And what I'm going to start calling Brandon's stats corner or Brandon's stats shack. It's his stats shack. Um, Brandon has sent me all the Liverpool stats, and I'm just scrolling through to find them because I don't like to edit these shows, so I'm trying to just keep it moving. Keep it moving, Brandon. 
Which leads me to my next point. Why doesn't Instagram have a search feature in the messages? Okay. Oh, there are no... Wait, that's not... Okay, Liverpool. So she's done three shows between 1992 and 1998. And we're missing the set list for the first show in 1992, which was... February 7th, 1992. And this is the first time she's played the Liverpool since 1998 and the first time she's played the Philharmonic Hall since 1996. She's done 36 songs with 33 unique numbers. And these are the songs that she's done. And she's only the most that she's done is Cornflake Girl. And she's done that twice. And Horses and Precious twice. Everything else has been done one time only, and that's Baker Baker, Beauty Queen, Black Dove, Blood Roses, Cotolite Sneeze, Crucify, Cruel, Donut Song, Father Lucifu, God, Happy Birthday, Happy Birthday, Hey Jupiter, Honey, Icicle, IIE, Leather, Little Amsterdam, Liquid Diamonds, Me and a Gun, Mr. Zebra slash Ring My Bell, Northern Lad, Not the Red Baron, Putting the Damage On, Raspberry Swirl, She's Leaving Home, Silent All These Years, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Spark, Tear in Your Hand, The Waitress. Those are the songs that she's done, and she hasn't performed there since 1998, so use that as you see fit. Use it as you see fit. And I'm so happy to welcome back Rose Cress for her stats at the end of the show. And this is what she sent me after the... uh Uh-oh, I lost it. Damn it, Rose. You can't send it as a video. (laughs) Rose, you got to send it as a photo. And you have to click always replay so that I can always have access to it. Rose, Rose, I need you. What's going to happen when I come out of the venue? I'm scared. I'm scared. Frankly, I'm scared because I'm going to come out of the venue in Cambridge and it always takes me a minute to like warm up and people to warm up to me. Today I went to this event and I walked into this event, leading this event, by the way. Let me remind you I was leading this event. I was leading this event and this volunteer woman who I'd never seen before in my life, this volunteer woman who was probably in her 60s, not that there's anything wrong with that, this volunteer woman Not that there's anything wrong with that either. In her 60s, stopped me as I was walking by. She's like, oh, she was like, can I see your ticket? Amigo, amigo. She called me amigo. I felt like that was a racist comment. Why would she be calling me amigo? Is it because of the color of my skin? Did you think I didn't? speak English? Had you said friend? Do you think I would not understand? Do you, would you have even said friend? Or is amigo the only word she knew? Amigo, amigo. Anyway, thus my social anxiety when meeting new people, especially in the motherland, the land of our oppressors. <laughs> what if I called England that? No, it's fine. I really do like England. I got mugged there once. Well, my my pickpocketed. It's fine. Nothing like that's going to happen because I'm wiser and I'm older and I'm in a better place and I have good energy all around me. At least that's what I'm aiming for. I'm st- okay. What else? Oh, we got to do a bonus song. Okay, here we go. This is the bonus song for Dublin 2, and I am taking the Torkoal on the road. This is the bonus song for Dublin 2 last night at the Olympia. And the bonus song is I Don't Like Mondays. I love Mondays. And the next four Mondays are going to be particularly excellent because I will be in Europe. 
What else? Oh, the winner last night. You're not going to believe this, but I have a video. I could. There's no way I can rig these videos because they are random. They are done at random. And the winner is David Anderson. And I even thought, like, that's not fair. People are going to think it's rigged. But David has nothing to do with the tour show. He's not participating. He's participating in the Wilson Wants, but he's not at all involved in, like, the back end of the game. It's not fair if I take it away from him. It was done at random. And he's not participating in a back end at all of the game. So... David Anderson won last night. Congratulations, David. So congratulations, David. You're just like everybody else. You can win prizes on this show. Oh, and I almost forgot to say my wills and wants. My wills and wants for today. I have two wills and two wants, as you should, and one bonus song, as you should. So Bouncing Off Clouds and God are my wills and Amsterdam and take to the sky are my wants. Yeah, I'm playing the game now, bitches. I'm playing the game. And now that David Anderson's won, it's activated me. And then my bonus song is Heart of Gold, Hog for the Win. I mean, that's all. That was it. This is the last thing I'm going to say before I get on a plane to go to Europa to see the lovely and talented Bucks Fizz in London, and then in Cambridge, Tori Amos. I can't wait to see you all talk to me after the show. And then I hope that you talk to me, not even on the show. I hope you just talk to me. You don't have to talk to me on the show. You could talk to me not on the show at all. I would love to have dinner with you. I'd love to have lunch with you. And I'd love to have breakfast with you and coffee and a drink after the show. We could do all those things because I'm an adult and I make my own decisions. Hello, Eve. This is Tanya, Holly, and Alice checking in before the second Dublin show because we thought we would send it before, before any excitement, and you can decide whether this is something that you want to put into the post-show. But we wanted to tell you before we forget everything for archival reasons. So today we went to the Pele Church in Delgany and actually managed to get inside and have a talk with the vicar. So I googled the church this morning and it said it was closed so i i, I uh there's a number on the website then i called the number on the website and i spoke to the vicar's wife <laughs> the vicar's wife Eve, and uh she said please phone my husband <laughs> nigel <laughs> so i had a phone date with nigel and nigel said yes we can meet at the time we were we were due to be there i i put on my very British politeness and uh, went a bit, oh, please, witter, 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 British witter, witter, please can my British witter, witter work? And my British witter, witter did work. And then we met Nigel at 2, 2.30. Mm -hmm. And he unlocked the church and said he's very sorry he can't really give us a tour, but he did do research and apparently the reverend spent his morning or yesterday or I don't know, he said he gave a listen to Cornflake Girl and Crucify and yeah. And he, he thought the beginning of Cornflake Girl sounded like a Wild West film. Yeah. Well, we, we think that he was talking about Cornflake Girl because he seemed to be talking about the third song, which I thought might be like Trouble's Lament if he just popped it into YouTube. So anyway, by the end of the conversation, I think we kind of converted Nigel. <laughs> and so he... basically, Nigel wants to take over your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we think Nigel may be at the next Dublin show. But so anyway, the things that we don't want to forget because they're kind of relevant to the, the, the whole Tory lore. And the things we don't forget. <laughs>
So Nigel has been a reverend there since six months after Tori recorded Pele. And he said that he has not had a single year since then where he didn't have a pilgrimage. A, a pilgrimage. Yes. And we had a pretty long conversation with Nigel. How long would you say I we mean, were there? You say conversation. I say I talked at him. No, but he seemed minutes. very invested. He kept asking questions like he asked us specifically if, if this is normal <laughs> like if other musical artists also have such a following and he specifically mentioned like does lana del rey get this <laughs> and which was fun and he noted that he that the most people he gets at the church seem to be women and he asked if that's Young very women. representative of like the fan demographic uh, what else did he tell and then us? He said his forty, sixty, because you didn't want to say gay men. Y yeah, we so didn't yeah. know like how, how which way it could go. I mean, he yeah. was a very nice man, but he is a reverend, reverend in the Irish yeah. Church, so you know, <laughs> it's all women and queers. <laughs> Pro choice, right? So the church, the church dates back to the French Revolution. Um, it still has the original bells from seventeen ninety which they have to wind up every two weeks, so they will ring. Um, they were two minutes ahead, at least says. I didn't look at the world. <laughs> it was 58 when, I, when they... Okay. Know, I checked. They, they didn't go off quite as long, I felt, as when we were there last year. Yeah, but I were, think we were there we probably were at noon. Today. Yeah. But it was very, like, I could hear Beauty Queen. Yeah, like, was, she definitely know, got it from the church bells 100%. Um, so anyway, and he, he was very interested, actually. He said he's a very big Leonard Cohen fan, so we recommended to listen to her cover of Famous Blue Raincoat. And, and, and we and told, covered Suzanne. To look yes, at and uh, I told him how, how to find the EPK on YouTube if he wants to see some footage. Um, and we recommended as an album Night of Hunters because of the whole like Irish mythology and lore and inspiration that and went into that record. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? He said that after Tori recorded there, they had Van Morrison, who apparently somehow heard about this. He heard that the, the church had great acoustics. Yes. Because of Pele and because she chose to record there. He was interested in, in the acoustics and they yes and good. he wanted to buy the church but which... he wasn't allowed to buy the church <laughs> and he said they had had actually like anthony hopkins there in the past like two weeks and some actor from downton abbey because they were filming in the church yeah yes yeah, recently used in media and he was very nice was and very I, nice. I brought like um you will see the pictures when i put them up but i took like screenshots of the epk and tried to find like the nooks and corners of where they had the instruments set up for the recording and everything and he flipped through those and pointed out oh this would have been here and there and i honestly i expected the church i mean it's been what 28 years since the recording it was 1995 I expected it to look different, but they had the same carpeting. They had the same like wooden interior, like the pews and the altar and the pulpit. So yeah, it was it it, it felt like stepping back in time. It was very there. eerie. There was a big fire there, and uh, they replaced the wooden beams in the 1800s. But they looked like modern beams. So the church is really really preserved well. It's beautiful. Yeah.
And he asked for the, he wanted something. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, and we asked him if he is aware of Tori ever going back since then. And he said, not as far as he knows. And we think, I mean, he, he would know. <laughs> we had to call him for him to unlock the doors. <laughs> and, and he said that he would actually really love for her to get in touch because he feels like whenever someone comes specifically as a Tory fan, he feels bad for not being able to reward their passion for coming from all over the world. And he would like, I don't know, it sounded like he would like to have like a pamphlet or something about the recording process with pictures that he could just hand out to fans. So we'll try to pass that on to Tori, maybe with Nigel's mobile phone number that we now have. He was a very nice man. He was really nice. Yes. And like, he was very grumpy. interested. He was grumpy at first. Because he was explaining that his day he hadn't got everything done because he'd had to be too invested. Yeah, he was running fans. late and hadn't gotten very much but, done yet. But we won him over. We, we, we really definitely did. won him over. He wanted to take pictures of us. Yes, he took pictures of us and oh. said he would put it up on the church's, what was it, Facebook yeah, page or website so, or something. Yeah, they need to follow it. Yeah. No, he was really nice. It was a really great day, a great experience. I'm glad we went again and it managed to get inside this time. And something about the butchers in the petrol station. The key. The key used to be at the butchers. Yeah. But it's not anymore. Oh yeah, the key, the, the key. <laughs> <laughs> um, 20 years ago or whatever uh, forever ago the la the first time um holly went back this is on my like third time there <laughs> in on what was it scarlet's walk you said something like that so 20, 20 years ago 100 years ago the rumor on all the message boards and everything was oh you just go to the butchers around the corner and they are stashing the key so you can ask for the key on like a wooden block keychain to go and unlock the church and go look inside and he said it is no longer kept at the butchers just in case anyone was trying to track <laughs> down the butchers going there <laughs> so, yes i think that's about i think that's it. everything we can send you some photos yes we will send you i've put them up later or tomorrow, depending on how today's show kills us dead. <laughs> but yeah, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Honestly, it sounds amazing, y'all. I'm so excited for you, and I'm so excited for all that information. Thank you so much for doing that and for calling me with that and for letting everybody here know about it. That's wonderful. And now I'm making a pamphlet. It's my net, it's my life's work to get that pamphlet in that church with little pig. I already can visualize it. It's a trifold pamphlet, you know, facts and a bullet point and a really bad font on top of like colors that you shouldn't go together, you know, like an old Angel Fire page or an old GeoCities website. Yeah, I'm making a pamphlet. And with that being said, I'm throwing it to Amy Kay, our resident witch. Amy Kay has been doing a star reading for every city on this tour, and she will continue to do so for every city on the European and the U.S. tour as well. And I love her. I absolutely love her. I love what she's doing. Take a listen. It may give you some insight before you choose your wills and wants. And wills and wants now are open. Oh, and by the way, wills and wants are not, now that I'm going to be on the road and in the same time zone and I can manage it better, wills and wants only open when the pre-show is posted. I will not accept wills and wants anymore before the pre-show. I need to contain it to a certain time. Otherwise, my phone is blowing up all day, but I will do the show consistently now because I'll be in the right time zone. And just to scare everyone, I did post tonight on Instagram. <laughs> I said that, um, 
Don't worry, underdogs. There will be plenty of chances to get bonus points in the near future. And also, one twist that may change the course of the game. And I was hoping that when I when I tweeted that, when I put that on Instagram, one twist that will cha entirely change the course of the game, I was hoping you heard it in Julie Chen's voice from Big Brother. And then at the very end, you heard me say, Good night, house guests. All right, Liverpool, let's do this thing. I was gonna do a, uh, I was gonna do a Liverpool Beatles accent, and then I decided to spare you all from that because it's pretty horrific. But that's what's in my mind and head as I'm sort of like looking at the chart and pulling the cards. For Tories, Liverpool concert on March 31st. Doors open at 7 p.m. So exciting. So let's go to the tarot first. I pulled, um, I always pull three cards, um, inner insight, outer expression, and then a perspective card. So the inner insight for this card I pulled is the tower. And the tower is a dramatical card. If you are looking at the photo of the, the deck that I'm using, Darlene has her middle finger um, displayed prominently at us. It's it's this energy of everything sort of foundationally changing, a big renewal, a big cleansing. So there's definitely like an undercurrent of tumultuousness and it can be seen in a positive light. It can be, well, you know, you can interpret that any which way. I think for this, I'm gonna think of it as sort of like, there's been a lot going on in this location, I think. And I, this concert is going to be again, in either indicative of or part of the healing process that um, comes into play when it comes to anything that's been sort of a dramatic time. I don't know if they've been hit with COVID hard or if there's other sort of like unrest or issues with related to this particular location, but that's the cards. That's how we call it. Outer expression, I have the death card. So again, look for a change, um, change in time, change in, there will be a change of some kind. Um, with when it comes to the death card and change um, in general, we go with it. There's no other option. We can force it and try to resist it. It's futile. You might as well just embrace it, embrace the change that comes with um, transitions, right? And death is one of those. A card for perspective, we have the strength card. This feels like a heavy reading for Liverpool. It's really interesting to me. So strength to me, you know, if you look at the card, it's Darlene. She's in drag because she's awesome. And she's sort of like the Hulk pulling her shirt off, like the Hulkamania. Strength is all about looking for the internal aspect of like where the male and feminine reside within us and drawing upon both of those tools when we approach and need courage and bravery in the world, right? So it's about not just sort of like relying on your gut instinct or what what something you've always done or usually done, especially if you have like a tempestuous Mars placement, right? Where it's like you just want to get in there. Strength reminds us to be temperate, be um, very mindful and plotting and use every aspect of your, um, your like literally all aspects of the masculine and feminine in you and bring them, combine them together to be strong in a way that is gentle at the same time. So again, as a perspective to have, that's interesting about this concert, right? It's sort of like, it feels like very yin and yang, a give and a take. So I'm very interested to hear what this is, the, this concert's all about. Let's look at the chart for the day of Liverpool at the exact time of the concert. I've cast a chart for the event itself. There are a few things I'm noticing, and then we're going to flip to Tori's natal chart and talk about the two together so you can get a sense of what to expect. So the sun, strongly in Aries. Uh, oh, you got so many planets in Aries. I know we talked about this, but these concerts are going to be so dynamic. If you look at the chart itself, there's a lot of emphasis on the upper half and the upper east half of the chart. So this is like 
I mean, it's a dramatic display, but it's deeply introspective. And there's so much emphasis on partnership. And as I said, for the past few dates, really great times for collab. Those collabs like are just so strong here. And your ability to make connections with people also at the concert is just something that we should be thinking about, right? So you've got the sun in the sixth house for the concert itself. Again, that has very much to do with sort of like the acts of service, um, you know, doing things that nitty gritty sort of to-do list type of thing. So I think the concert technically will be pretty proficient. You will see seamless interludes and lovely transitions. You know what I mean? It's going to go like, it's going to flow very well. Again, the identity of the concert is going to be expressed in that sign of Aries that is so fiery and so dynamic, but it's going to be placed in this sixth house sense of like, you know, in a service mindset of like, I'm here to perform. We're here to have a good time. Let's have that good time. So I think you're going to see sort of like things going seamlessly with respect to like the actual, um, like the nuts and bolts and the infrastructure of the concert itself. My eye keeps getting drawn to the seventh house and it's a pattern that we've seen so many times within these past few dates. Your abilities to make connections at this at these events is so important because there's such a focus on both Mercury and Jupiter within a few degrees of one another, right? It was a conjunction. Now it's like moving apart a little bit as the planets move. But again, this emphasis is all on sort of like the identity of the concert being sort of bringing people together. You've got the North Node stuck in that seventh house. It's in Taurus. It's all about like other people devoting to others, like connecting to others. The North Node's the only... um, one in Taurus in the seventh house, the rest are all Aries. What a fun contrast, right? You've got this like dynamic, egotistical, in the best way, Aries energy tapered with this Taurian sort of plotting, um, intentional, slow moving interest in others and the humanity of others, right? So again, as you think about the concert itself and um, how you can connect to the other folks that are going do a ride share together, say hello to someone next to you. Like it sounds cheesy, but there's just a huge emphasis on partnerships here. And you don't want to miss that opportunity, right? It just seems like a good opportunity to really connect. All right, let's pull together our favorite comparison, which is Tori's natal chart with the concert itself. And let's see what we see, right? So the first thing I noticed when I pulled up the um, chart for the day of the event at Liverpool is the moon is in Leo, right? And it's in the ninth, what's in Tori's natal ninth house. So Tori is a Leo, right? Um, That is where her son is. So you've got her son and the moon of the concert in the same house. They're not very close to one another, but still they're in the same house as the ninth house, right? The ninth house is such a fun house. It has so much to do with um, our introspection in life, but it's a higher learning aspect. It's almost like when we think of um, Tori talking about the muses, right? And her saying like, one said hello to me or she's pissed at me. It really is the sense people who have sons in this house really have a deep sense of like channeling information in from God knows where, right? It's just like coming in from the universe. It's very much like they feel this deep connection and it's so real, right? So it's like now you have the concert with the moon in Leo in Tori's natal ninth house, right? So I think muses are going to be at this show. They're going to be very much walking across the stage as she's playing. That might be in the audience. Like there's going to be this very clear sense and connection of a very um, like ethereal, otherworldly presence at the concert. And it's going to be sort of this like 
cool, um, you know, Leo energy is very fiery and dynamic, but it's regal, right? So when the muses pull up, they will be looking nice. They will be in a nice, um, like it will be a crazy sort of like ride they're showing up in. Might be a pumpkin carriage. I don't know, right? Maybe some of you can see them. Maybe some of you can't. But the point, this is just a very mystical, fun um combination of Tori's son, her natal son, being in this house of higher learning, higher expression, like connection, deep connection with the other worlds, you know, other worlds, other places. And then you have the moon of the concert, the emotion. So the heart of the concert will really be in that place as well. And I think that's just going to be such a fun, it's like electric. There will be goosebumps, but she will definitely be like, Maybe she's up there playing and she's like, ah, they really want me to play this song. Like, I can definitely see that happening because the concert is going to want to move in that direction of like royalty and regalness and sort of like inviting in those powers that are sort of coming to her with these different songs and stories and things of that nature. So um, the other thing that immediately caught my eye, you've got Jupiter and like the Jupiter and the Jupiter of the concert and Tori's natal Jupiter are in the fifth house. And we've seen this a few times. They're so close when it comes to sort of like the degree of Jupiter. So I'm going to call it out specifically for this concert because it seems really intentional. It's almost like touching, right? This, and again, all in Aries, like bananas, geez, Aries. It's such a power, especially for something like Jupiter. So Jupiter expands anything it touches, right? It's in the fifth house. Jupiter loves being in the fifth house. It's going to make things big. Creativity. Um, the drama is going to be big, the, um, like the inspiration and you've got Aries, which is just like, it's just like dumping gasoline over all over the stage and metaphorically setting out a flame with your creativity and your inspiration. I can see Tori getting a lot of great ideas for new songs while playing or while being like clearly, um, up until the concert is playing, she's going to be very inspired, deeply inspired in a, in a, in a fiery way, in the sense of like the thoughts and the ideas are going to come to her so quick, quickly, like fire moves, right? Like fire lights, right? It's going to be a quick, intense connection. And I definitely, definitely think that this concert specifically, there's just something about like these Jupiters being so like this Jupiter hitting her natal Jupiter that you're definitely going to see um, a lot of that inspiration coming out as she's sort of, if she's, as she's playing and sort of like doing her thing. Let's see. The other thing I just want to mention, because I think it's interesting. So we look at where planets are oppose one another many times, sort of when reading charts. And the one thing I just want to mention is, you know, Tori has a natal Neptune placement in her 12th house. The 12th house, super mysterious. And of course, it's in Scorpio because it's Tori. Like what other sign would it be in for her 12th house? 12th house is the house of the unknown. It's the house of our undoing. In medieval times, it was known as the house of troubles, right? Neptune in the 12th house is a very psychic placement. We're all psychic, according to me, but this is just one of those like humdingers of like, whoa, you're going to be feeling some things, right? Neptune is the planet of illusions. You have that in the 12th house, which is sort of like the house of illusions. <laughs> like, So it's like a double whammy placement, right? The concert is opposing the 12th house energies in the 6th house. In Tori's natal house, natal sixth house, you have Venus and you've got the planet Uranus. So this is very interesting to have sort of like Tori's natal Neptune opposed, right? Um, you know, maybe it's not a direct opposition, but I see the energies definitely as opposing as this sort of sense of um, this Venusian quality of beauty, right? And the Uranus quality of intense change. It's almost like, you know, while Tori's has this ability again to have these dreams and visions and sort of like can easily 
be swept away into another world. You've got the very real reality of the sixth house, which is like, there's no more reality than you can find in the sixth house. It has everything to do with the tasks that we need to do in in our daily life. So it's almost this nice, I view it as a really nice opposition between Tori's like escaping into her world, but the concert sort of with Uranus keeping her attention to her playing and her sort of like focusing on what needs to happen for the exact concert and Venus in in the sense of like, she's going to want to make it beautiful. You know, Venus and Uranus in her natal six are very, in very close degrees to one another. We might call that a conjunction. They, They look like they're very closely aspected. So again, when you've got Venus and Uranus, again, it's just going to be that like that Venusian quality, but then you've got Uranus that's going to come in there hard charging with the chaos, sort of shaking things up in ways that we don't expect and sort of changing our view of sort of like how we sort of do that day to those day to day tasks, those those. And when it comes to sort of concerts, think about like the the real seamlessness of the concert. Right. And all these things are in Taurus. Right. Even though she's got her Neptune and Scorp, you've got Taurus with Venus and Uranus, which to me, you know, Venus and Taurus is like where it wants to be, right? That's the, it's exalted there. It's really a place where Venus can really, you know, set its, set its wings aflame and sort of be crazy and do what it wants to do. And you've got Taurus that's like, I'm there for it. Like, yes, let's, let's be luxuriant. Let's, you know, let's be plotting and create gorgeous things together. So this is just a really nice, it's going to be an interesting, um, again, placement in Tori's natal chart of like her having this ability to just escape into her own world up there. But I think she's going to be drawn so close back to the earth and the concert itself with these lovely influences of both Venus and Uranus, making sure that she's taking care of what she needs to at the concert itself. The other thing I have to mention again, this is coming up, but again, it's they're like on top of each other, so we have to sort of acknowledge it. So the midheaven of the concert is in um, Tori's eighth house. Her north node is in the eighth house. They're both in Cancer. I've mentioned this before, but again, they're just right on top of each other. You can't not notice and you can't not talk about it. So much of her career and her face, her like outward face to the public. This, these concerts, these series of concerts is extremely important for that, right? Because it's like you've got cancer. Cancer wants to create a safe space for oneself. You all are where she feels safe. Up on the stage is where she feels safe. The concerts are where she feels safe. It's building a world for herself, right? Where she's able to express these eighth house feelings of, you know, deep introspection about the things that we are found taboo in life, the things that we want to really think about and don't go dark and deep on. And you are the concert, you all are allowing her to channel those things and to bring it from the darkness to the light and to really you know, show those shadows to the world and not be shamed by them, really make them whole and healing. I talked about healing before. It's definitely a theme. It feels like definitely a huge theme of this concert itself, but this feels very faded in the sense of like all the placements in her chart. When we look at ascendant signs and mid heavens and north nodes, it's all about like, again, like those destiny like placements of like where we go in life, right? And our purpose here in this carnation. So when I see those things overlining, you just you can't help but think like, wow, this shit's faded, girl. Like it's it's just so so such a powerful combination of really wondering what these mean to her, these different concerts, because it definitely looking at the chart would just be such a significant validation of what she's accomplished in life and what the things that she's continuing to accomplish as well. Well, I wish I was at this concert above all of them. I mean, this looks like a humdinger. It looks like looking at our tarot cards, we've got 
the tower sort of inner flux and um, inner foundational shift, change being sort of the external presentation of that. So look for, um, you know, look for diversions and look for, oh, my taxi took me to the wrong place and needs to take me here. Like look for a little bit of that. But you have this strength card, right? You have this ability to be like, I'm not going to lose my shit at this ticket agent. I'm just going to be cool. And we're going to get to where we get to. Like, just have a sensibility of like, have that temperate approach of sort of like, you know, use use every aspect of the male and feminine within you, whatever mix that you have of sort of like approaching that in a way that is temperate and sort of uses both and is able to sort of tame the tiger in the way that it needs to be tamed. Tame that tiger. Okay. Enjoy, enjoy Liverpool. If you can't be good, be careful, and we will talk soon.
Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com.